Hey, Real Talk podcast listeners, when right-wing media personality Tucker Carlson visits Edmonton, Danielle Smith will be joining him on stage. Is it a mistake for Alberta's premier to make a public appearance with the man who called immigrants dirty and white supremacy a hoax? Matthew Hayes and Peter McCaffrey hash it out in this episode of Real Talk. This is a Relay Project. Real Talk starts right now. Here's Ryan Jesperson. Should Alberta's Premier really be sharing a stage with Tucker Carlson? That's exactly what the plan is coming up on January 24th. And in this episode of Real Talk, we're going to talk to a couple of uh, political watchers, commentators, pundits, if you will, that I don't think we'll see eye to eye on this. Probably just like the general population won't either. I probably don't have to tell you who Tucker Carlson is or what he's all about. He was America's most watched cable TV news personality with apologies to Sean Hannity. Of course, I guess it mattered week in, week out who the ratings leader was, but there was no question that Carlson's show on Fox News was one of the most important and most watched shows on that network. Up until it wasn't, up until they let him go for seemingly uh, a myriad of offensive comments, whether or not it was just one moment probably could be debated. But Carlson's on the record saying a number of things, calling America more dirty because of immigrants, suggesting that white supremacy is a hoax, that the January 6th protesters that stormed the Capitol were peaceful folks, tourists, if you will. And the list goes on and on and on. Hell, he suggested that teachers that talk about gender identity and school classrooms should be punched in the face. Alberta's premier says that she's willing to talk to a number of different people. Her office telling reporters that, of course, she doesn't agree with everybody she talks to. So what gives? In just a second, we'll get to Matthew Hayes and Peter McCaffrey. We'll be taking a look at our text line as well, our YouTube live chat to see where you land on this. And of course, you can always send us an email, no matter when you're hearing or watching this, to talk at ryanjesperson.com. This episode is happening with the support of Business Career College, and they have one clear message for you today, and that is if you're looking for a rewarding and high-paying career, but you're rolling without a university degree, don't worry about it. You can get started as an insurance professional today with Business Career College. You know, in Canada, it's a great uh, profession. A lot of people are making great salaries. I mean, $90,000 a year after a short time in the industry. All you need to do is take an approved course in life insurance or property and casualty insurance and, and then pass that licensing exam. Business Career College offers industry-leading approved courses, and their expert instructors are passionate about helping you launch your new career. And there's a great incentive for real talkers right now you can save 15 percent off any bcc insurance course any course with the code real talk that's all one word the promo code real talk when you get started today at businesscareercollege.com matthew hayes is a montreal-based writer and professor who once called alberta home he teaches courses in media studies at concordia university and marianapolis college he's written about politics for a ton of different publications including the guardian the globe and mail the washington post the new york times and vice 
Peter McCaffrey is founder and president of the Alberta Institute. It's an independent policy and think tank that aims to advance personal freedom and choice in the province of Alberta. I uh, want to welcome both of you to the show, and thanks for making time to join us. Uh, Peter, why don't we go to you first? Uh, Premier Daniel Smith, January 24th, unless something changes, she'll be up on stage with Tucker Carlson. Good move, bad move, indifferent. Where do you stand on it? Well, I, I think it's perfectly fine to appear with people you don't always agree with on every issue. I probably don't agree with you on every issue, Ryan, and yet I'm going to be here on your show talking about it. And uh, I think that's totally fine. I think freedom of speech and debate uh, is a core tenant of democracy and that we should promote and advocate for the free exchange of ideas, not try and censor and, and limit. Okay. I mean, I haven't called white supremacy a hoax or called immigrants. No, of course not. I, I wasn't making a, a comparison there. But, you know, the point is we can we can agree to disagree on different issues and still appear on shows and talk to people who have different opinions. And, you know. Matthew, where do you stand on this? Well, uh, Daniel Smith can do whatever she likes. Um, the, the, the the question really is, is this, is this a good thing for her to be doing as premier? She's paid by the public purse. She's not just an average individual like the rest of us on the show. She's the premier. She's paid uh, by taxpayer dollars. And uh, for her to be cozying up to somebody like Tucker Carlson, who has a, a really, you already went through a number of his opinions, uh, discussed some of the, just some of the things he's discussed. Also the great replacement theory, which is really a dangerous right-wing uh, conspiracy theory, which suggests that black and brown people are being let into it started in france they said it, it, it's a french theory that black and brown people were being let into uh replace white people uh in france and then tucker carlson has applied it to north america to, to america and particularly the united states keep in mind tucker carlson was too crazy for fox okay like that should really state everything that we need to know about tucker carlson um too insane for fox Fox News just last week, there was somebody on Fox News saying Taylor Swift was programmed uh, by the Pentagon, is actually saying this with a straight face. So this is a really lunatic fringe network. It's not normal. A lot of people watch it. That doesn't make it right. Now, you can say, well, we should uh, just let people enjoy talking to people with different opinions. And I, I, I'm, you know, frankly, kind of happy that she's getting on stage because it just makes her look like more of a buffoon, frankly. But the right really has to ask himself some questions. Uh, and I would ask your your guest about this. Is Are people who hold really strongly uh, convic convictions, strongly felt convictions about white supremacy, is that just part of the normal uh, political discussion we're going to have? Because for a long time, if a politician got up and said something really racist, it disqualified them. Um, and the conservative movement was often, conservative party was often told they were racist and they really went out of their way to try to say, no, we're not racist, we're not. That's unfair to call us racist just because we're conservative. But if conservatives start saying, well, this is just part of the political discussion. It's just, we're just having a simple disagreement with somebody who says the Holocaust didn't happen or the great replacement theory is, is a believable theory or immigrants are dirty. I mean, the mayor of Edmonton, is an immigrant who was born in India. Um, he's a popular mayor. Does the premier think that this is really a good idea to be re referring to the mayor of our of, our, of Edmonton, of our city, it's the city I'm, I grew up in, 
as dirty. I mean, this is this is kind of appalling. And for for people to say, well, this is just a difference of opinion, and she, she should get up on stage and have a robust exchange of ideas. Is she going to take him on on any of this? Or is she going to ask him about any of this and say she disagrees with any of it? I doubt it, but we'll see. Yeah, Peter, I mean, do we do we have to draw a line between a difference of opinion on why Alberta's electricity grid was in peril over the weekend or, or a difference of opinion on what property tax increases should look like or carbon pricing <clears throat> or, or or for that matter, any other issue that we typically see discussed in in mainstream politics and a difference of opinion on on whether or not immigrants are dirty or whether or not white supremacy is a real thing. I mean, it sounds to me like there's got to be a line drawn when you're holding an office in particular as prestigious and important and influential as the premier. Sure. But let's also draw a line between what's factual and what's not right. So, so Matthew wrote an article in the Calgary Herald recently talking about uh, this very issue. And he's repeating a lot of the same points on, on this interview here as well. And I actually went through the article and I looked at what Matthew's claims were and I researched them and I figured out, well, is this actually what's been said or what isn't? And, and, and the issue is Matthew is conflating a lot of things that have been said by guests on Tucker's show prior to them being guests or after them being guests versus what was said on Tucker's show versus what was said by Tucker himself. And look, I'm not here to defend every single thing that Tucker said. You know, I, I agree with free speech, not with every statement by Tucker. But I'll give you an example, right? Matthew started his article saying that the justification Danielle had given for going on Tucker's show was that people in America didn't know how much oil and gas that we have in Alberta. And I actually looked at what Danielle had actually said, and she talked about how there's a real education process needed in the US to talk about the importance of energy security, and about the importance of Keystone XL pipeline, and about all of the great uh, environmental progress that we've made in Alberta with our oil and gas resources. So Matthew dismissed the whole point of going on the show as just, oh, people don't know that we have oil and gas in Alberta, except that's not what was actually said, right? So we have to actually look at what's actually being said, not what's being claimed. And, you know, another, another example, um, you know, right. you had somebody on a couple of months ago, uh, uh, Gada Sasa, yeah. who made some incredibly offensive comments about what had happened in Israel and what Hamas had done and claiming that, you know, Hamas actually didn't kill any civilians. It was the Israeli defense force that killed civilians. I'm not going to then say to you, well, I'm, I'm not coming on your show because you once had a guest on your show who said something offensive, right? That wasn't something you said. That was something a guest said on your show. And, you know, I, I'm not going to start scrutinizing every single statement of every single guest that you've had on your show to determine whether I should interact with you, right? Like that, that we can't do that in a free society. We have yeah. to have open debate and discussion. Peter, I, I mean, we, we've got lots to work with. Uh, I mean, stuff coming out of Tucker's own words. I mean, he, you know, here, here he is. I mean, this, this, this is arguably among probably his most offensive statements on Fox. And this was a while ago. I mean, this, this Tucker got away with a lot. I mean, this is what happens when you average 3 million viewers a night. This is what happens when you're making millions and millions of dollars for the network. A fantastic salary for himself, by the way, as well, reportedly earning $15 million a year. But I digress. Uh, this is one of those statements right. that Matthew was writing about. This is Tucker Carlson on Fox. What you never hear anybody do is make the economic case for mass immigration. But as an economic matter, this is insane. It's indefensible, so nobody even tries to defend it. Instead, our leaders demand that you shut up and accept this. We have a moral obligation to admit the world's poor, they tell us, even if it makes our own country poorer and dirtier and more divided. Okay, so, I mean, there you have it, Tucker, in his own words, right? It's, it's not yeah. a guess so that I, blindsided him like Gata blindsided us. 
So I, you're I think that's saying, an offensive comment. You're also saying that he didn't say certain things, that he that those were just guests that he had on. Yet he frequently had guests on who were actually, if you did even a modicum of research, you'd find they're really quite extreme far-right people. So he was platforming. He was providing a platform for people to, to say things that are really, really nasty and helping to elevate them, on uh, their own books, their own articles, their own views. Um, he's he's really advocated for white supremacy. Again, he was too crazy for Fox. I mean, they got rid of him because of that Dominion lawsuit and because of the embarrassing text messages between him and other Fox News personalities in which it was clear they were lying through their teeth about almost everything that they didn't believe any of the guests they had on. They were platforming people who were serial liars and they had no problem with it. They were joking about it behind their, everyone's back. I mean, it's pathetic. It's not really a news network. It's also worth pointing out that uh, in 2018, uh, fo when Fox News was uh, in a lawsuit, um, their own lawyer, Tucker Carlson and Fox News' own lawyer said, he's not a journalist, so you can't really take what he said seriously. He's an entertainer. So, I mean, to say, oh, he's just, uh, Daniel Smith is just going to talk to another journalist. Well, that, he's not even a journalist. He's just, at this point, he's he's sort of an activist clown, I would call him. Um also, Daniel Smith, I would make the argument, she's being played. I mean, he's on his way out. Uh, he do, no longer has the Fox News platform. He's on X, formerly known as Twitter, the dumpster fire that has become X. Um, he's not, uh, he, he's losing audience. I mean, who remembers who Bill O'Reilly was? Bill who? I mean, once you don't have the platform anymore, you're losing stature and, and audience. So he's losing his numbers. He's doing this to get a little bit of publicity and to have Daniel Smith on. So I don't even think, this is going to help her at all. I think this is going to backfire. I, um, there's a lot of immigrants in Alberta and people have a right. I'm I'm an immigrant myself. My parents emigrated uh, to Canada when I was a child. Uh, we have every right to be a little offended that someone's referring to immigrants as dirty. Of course, they wouldn't refer to my family that way because we immigrated from Britain and we're white. But, you know, I have neighbors and friends who come from other parts of the world and calling immigrants dirty is offensive. And yeah, that should be a disqualifying that should be a disqualifying thing. Conservatives are going to say this is just, oh, this is just another opinion someone happens to hold. I mean, that's that's really awful. Matthew, well, you argue. And I, oh, go ahead, Peter. No, no, I, I, that's not what I'm going to say. What I'm going to say is I'm also an immigrant and I do agree that that's an offensive comment that he made. But that doesn't mean that ignoring and avoiding and deplatforming people is the best way to address this. I immigrated to Canada. As you say, I'm also white. Um, but you know what? I would happily go on Tucker Carlson's show I'm and sure argue against him. <laughs> and I would be happy to make the economic case for why immigration is a good thing and why it improves our country, right? That is the way that we have a debate over ideas. That is the way that we persuade people and we change minds, not by being closed and shutting down. And that, that's how we protect our liberal democracy is by having open debates, not by right. deplatforming and shunning and hiding and, and, and pushing into the shadows where these things well, actually get worse. I'm not I'm not asking anyone to deplatform anyone. I mean, uh, where do you, okay, so let's, let's the whole notion of deplatforming de or whatever. Um, uh, Tucker Carlson was fired by Fox, right? Um, uh, should we have, uh, should Ryan uh, next week have uh, flat earthers on? But uh, people who think, believe the earth is flat. I mean, why not? I mean, there's, well, I mean, there's, he, you know, he had somebody on who denied Hamas's attacks 
and in, in and Israel. Israel. Yeah, let's, hey, so let me let me hop let me hop in here for a second. And and by the way, I love this fulsome, robust debate. This is exactly what this show is for, and I appreciate both of you doing this. If you're just tuning in on the live stream and Mixler Audio app presented by California Closets, we're talking to Matthew Hayes and Peter McCaffrey. January 24th is the day that Danielle Smith, the Premier of Alberta, is set to take a stage with Tucker Carlson plus Conrad Black, Rex Murphy. It's kind of like the who's who of Canadian right wingers in a way. It's at Rogers Place, by the way. It's not at Kathy's Coffee Shop. I Either. They're going to be selling thousands of tickets to this. Uh, Peter, I, I don't mind you bringing up the Gattis Sass interview. It's fair game. Any interview that we've done on this show is fair game. I don't know if this is relevant. In my world, it certainly is. But we didn't book her to come on and make the point that IDF soldiers were killing Israelis at the music festival. I didn't know she was going to say that. And if she had been tweeting that, I wouldn't have invited her on the show. There's things that happen in a live broadcast that are on the record. And there you go. Can we acknowledge that in so many ways as this might help sell tickets for Tucker Carlson in Alberta, though I'm not convinced he needs the help. I think if anywhere in Canada is going to sell an arena for Tucker Carlson, it's in Alberta or maybe Saskatchewan. But it's also beneficial for Danielle Smith, right? Like if you look at how she won the leadership of the UCP, if you if you look at how she absolutely dominated in a lot of the rural ridings, I mean, the Venn diagram of people who supported her leadership and people who watch or listen to Tucker Carlson, it's probably just a perfect circle, right? So she stands to benefit from this as well, Peter. The question is, does it hurt or harm her reputation? Strategically, is it smart or stupid? Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, I think, you know, you could argue that we're promoting the event just by having this discussion. You sure. Know, that your show is now promoting the event, right? Um, and, and of course, I was not implying that you necessarily knew what that guest would have said about Hamas and about the civilians, right? Um, but you know, others would argue that now that you've done that, it doesn't matter that you didn't, you know, research enough what their views were and what that organization was. That you should just be cancelled, you know, even though it wasn't your fault, right? Guess said something offensive, that bam, you're done. You're, that's it. You're not allowed to be part of the mainstream discussion anymore. But my point is that that should not be the bar. The bar should be the ideas that we're debating and the the advocacy of a free and open liberal society, not the specific, you know, two sentence thing that somebody said once on a show, right? Like, like you've had a long radio. I don't want us to, I don't want us to get distracted and and to give Tucker, Tucker I don't want to give Tucker, that's ridiculous. I don't want to give Tucker a pass here on, 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 on implying or suggesting that these are all things his guests have said. I mean, like, like, no, no. And I said before, he said some offensive things. Lots of stuff. I mean, you know, plenty of stuff that I disagree with. Well, uh, exactly. And I would go on his show and debate those things and argue against Who's, who's, been su- who's been suggesting that he be canceled? Because I've, I've never suggested that he be canceled. There's, the, there's a petition running right now to have uh, Immigration Canada block him from being able to enter the country. Uh, no, and that is a thing I that has I happened just, in I just, the past. I just want to say, I, just, I disagree with that. If he wants to come and talk, he can. That's his business. And, and you know, I don't believe in, I don't really ever believe in shutting down speech and Noam Chomsky and Robert Fisk will back me up. Have said repeatedly, "Don't shut down speech." When Netanyahu was shut down at Concordia, I thought it was a big mistake, and I said so at the time many years ago. When he was not prime minister, in between his stints as prime minister, so I don't agree with shutting down speech. I, I agree with that. I, I think that what Daniel Smith has done, though, is it is dangerous for herself, for her own uh, her own political brand, because she was really labeled both. Uh, very right wing, kind of kooky. And also people felt like she was a bit of an idiot. That's what people were saying about her. Sorry, my phone's going. Um, and uh, I think that this 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 damages her brand. This makes her look 
like she's uh, she's not really thinking things through. I think she's being played here a little bit um, to appear on this stage. It would have been dead easy for her people to simply say, thank you for the invite, but she's premier of the prom and she's extremely busy right now and she can't make the appearance. That would have been very easy for her to do. This now uh, attaches her to, to Tucker Carlson and his out, out, many of his outrageous views, not just his guests. We're not just saying some things he said. He's repeatedly said a lot of offensive things. As I said, too crazy for Fox News. Rupert Murdoch apparently did not like the man. Um, uh, you know, the, the, I think the federal Tories have got to be looking at this with a little bit of angst. Pierre Polyev has been going out of his way to soften his image. He had that makeover. By the way, it was a terrible makeover. I hope they didn't pay him anyone who did it too much. Um, they just took off his glasses, and it really does look like Millhouse with his glasses off rather than on. I thought it worked, Matthew. I, I think, think it worked. It may have worked, but it didn't work for me. But anyways, but they're trying to soften his image. They're trotting out his immigrant wife, an immigrant success story. Um, they're not trotting out his gay father, but we know he has a gay father. They're trying to soften his soften his image. Um, you know, for a long time, the charge against conservative parties in, in this country was that they were racist. The Reform Party, which I covered in the early 90s when I was a student journalist and I was at the U of A and I went and interviewed Deborah Gray. She was the first MP for the Reform Party. I went to some of their rallies. It wasn't unusual to hear a real trashing of immigrants. Um, Preston Manning even said, it makes sense to favor immigrant, immigrant immigration from Europe over other parts of the world because they will integrate um, into and assimilate into Canadian society more easily than people from other parts of the world. So a lot of people said, wow, this sounds really racist. You're saying white people, your people of European background are should be favored in, in immigration policy. Now, I have to say, I have to give props to Stephen Harper here. Um, surprise, surprise. I never voted for the man, but uh, I wrote about this in the Washington Post. Uh, I think it was in 2016. That he uh, he and his team went out to minority communities, non-white communities and said, you know, and their, their internal uh, discussion about this was, we have got to break the lock hole that um, the Liberal Party has on multiculturalism. We have to reach out to immigrant communities, in particular around social issues, because some, some people, some immigrants were uncomfortable with, for example, same-sex marriage, which the Liberal government had embraced. And he said, went out to, in particular, to the Chinese community, to the Indo-Canadian community, and said, your values are our values. And he was very effective in doing this. It was a very a good political strategy for the Conservative Party of Canada to do. And it worked. They got a lot of uh, non-white people voting for them. And um, they, for a while anyway, took the mantle of multiculturalism away. It really had been held quite exclusively by the Liberal Party since Trudeau was the one. Pierre Elliott Trudeau was to make an official government policy in the early 70s. A lot of immigrants felt very beholden to Trudeau for that. Meeting with somebody like Tucker Carlson really threatens a lot of that because what it does is it says that for people who, who don't like the conservatives can say, well, there you are. Now we see you for what you really are in your grubby little heart. You're embracing white supremacy. And that's not just another viewpoint. That's not, not like saying we want smaller government, lower taxes. We want less regulation. Those things I can handle, right? But when you're talking about the great replacement theory and when you're calling immigrants dirty, You've crossed a line, and Tucker Carlson has done that numerous times. It's not just a few of his guests. He's talked about these things as if they're real. He's he's provided a platform to all and any manner of racist nut jobs and said, oh, this is all just a, about free speech and open discussion. And so uh, 
it would have been dead easy for her to simply say, sorry, I'm too busy, which is a very valid excuse. She's a premier of a province, for God's sake. And uh, none of this BS about, well, we're going to tell Americans about oil and gas and how great we're, we are in Alberta. It's, it's a ridiculous excuse. She's probably reaching people. If she's reaching Tucker Carlson's audience, it's not like she's going to convert anyone anyway. Um, I, I, you know, I think this is a terrible decision on her part. Hang on, Peter, I want I want to circle back to a point that Matthew made on whether or not this is a liability, whether or not this is a tough pill to swallow for Pierre Poliev, for for conservatives in Canada, generally speaking that in just 60 seconds, we're talking to Peter McCaffrey, who's founder of the Alberta Institute, uh, Matthew Hayes, a journalism instructor, a pundit, journalist and author. This episode is happening with the support of our friends at Kubi Renewable Energy. A lot of talk about renewables right now and for good reason. Uh, in these frigid temperatures, Alberta's electricity grid in peril. People have been talking about solar and wind and how it fits in. And, well, you're probably seeing a lot of testimonials from people on the personal side talking about how their systems held up through winter conditions. What you've heard may not be accurate. If you're looking for credible information on the advent of solar, advances in solar across the country, including technology and affordability, I encourage you to check out Kubi Energy's Instagram account. That's Kubi, K-U-B-Y Energy on Instagram. They're hiring, by the way, as well. You can check out the careers link at kubienergy.ca. Grand Dog Essentials wants to remind you that while the name suggests that they're Alberta's go-to for quality raw food for dogs, and that's true, they've also got lots going on for cats as well. Plus, for the month of January, their four-leaf rover and adored beast probiotics are 10% off. You don't even need a discount code. You just add them to your cart and save And there's options there for, again, dogs and cats. Feeding a fresh food diet is a really important piece of the puzzle. When you're creating a healthy gut environment for your beloved pets, uh, the second important aspect is building a supply of good bacteria with probiotics. You can learn more by checking out the blog at granddog.ca. They'll deliver to your door in Calgary, Edmonton, and Central Alberta. Don't forget, the promo code REALTALK takes 10% off your first-time order. And from food for our beloved four-legged family members to our humans in the house, Friesen Brothers, with 16 locations across the province of Alberta, still family-owned, wants to let you know about a couple of the great things they've got going on this month. Don't forget, as the weather gets colder, Friesen Brothers, and if you check out their website, Friesen.com, F-R-E-S-O-N.com, invites you to indulge in comfort food through the month of January. You'll find a recipe page on the website with a whole bunch of great comfort food ideas. They're easy to follow. They showcase the finest ingredients from your local Friesen Brothers store, from stews to slow cooker recipes. I'm looking at that shepherd's pie. You'll find a lot of information at Friesen.com slash what's for dinner. They've even got videos there. You can follow along and make your cooking even easier. Friesen Brothers is Alberta grown and Alberta owned. Back to Peter McCaffrey and uh, Matthew Hayes in just a moment. For those of you that have never heard Tucker Carlson's show, I doubt you've never heard of him. But if you weren't tuning into Fox News, you, you may have missed takes like this one on vaccines. The point of mandatory vaccination is to identify the sincere Christians in the ranks, the free thinkers, the men with high testosterone levels, and anyone else who does not love Joe Biden and make them leave immediately. It's a takeover of the U.S. military. Here's how they're doing it. This show has just obtained a PowerPoint that the Army is using to justify mandatory vaccines to the troops. 
This is an actual slide from it on your screen. You will notice there the sympathetic portrayal of Satanism. How many children were sacrificed to Satan because of the vaccine? The slide reads apparently sarcastically. Then the presentation proceeds to list the so-called tenets of Satanism, which are taken straight from the Temple of Satanism website. So here you have the United States Army doing PR for Satanism. Okay, obviously ludicrous. So Peter, the point that Matthew was making before we took our quick break was that this appearance of Alberta's premier on stage with Tucker Carlson could be a real liability for conservatives across the country, including the federal leader, Pierre Polyev. Do you buy it or not? Well, the point he was actually making is a pretty blithe point that a whole bunch of conservative politicians are white supremacists, which like I don't think anybody on either side of the political spectrum at the legislature would accuse Danielle Smith of being a white supremacist. Right. But then he very neatly converted that to, oh, and appearing on Tucker Carlson is proof that all these accusations that I've been throwing around is correct. Right. So it's kind of a. a no, I didn't say that. I didn't fallacy, say that. Right? I didn't say well, that. No, I did not say that. I said you, she's you were doing it by association. Got to be worried about. Don't don't put words in my mouth. I didn't say that. I said there's a perception, and people on the left who critical. You're her, the one that's claiming that perception, and so it's a self fulfilling fallacy that you and a whole bunch of people claim that all these people to be, are racist. She has to be concerned. And anything she has that to they be do concerned about true, how that's right? going to play in the public eye, and that's what I'm suggesting. Right, that but it, it's a self fulfilling fallacy. Target. No, it makes her an easy it. target. I'm talking right? about. How, if this is good it for makes an easy target. If this is good for this is bad for her, and I'm saying it's okay. Bad okay, for let's her. Pete, Peter yeah. go ahead and finish your point. No, it makes her an easy target for the false claims that yourself and other people like you are throwing out. So it's a it's a self fulfilling fallacy. Daniel Smith is not a white supremacist. It's ridiculous to claim so. And appearing on a show with Tucker Carlson does not automatically confirm your bias, right? Like I'm I'm interested, Ryan. Would you go on Tucker Carlson's show? Would you have him on your show? Uh, and and I, even if you would, I wouldn't suggest that you appearing on a show would make you a white supremacist. He's not the premier of the province. Yeah. Uh, I mean, to answer your question, Peter, I would 100 percent go on Tucker's show and I would 100 percent have Tucker on my show. Uh, people. Right. But but I would I expect that I would be held to a high standard in interviewing him. We would pull the same clips that we're of playing course. in this show and I would ask yeah. him exactly what he's talking about and I would have well-founded positions. I'd do more research for that interview than I did since I interviewed Jason Kenny back in the day. I mean, people in the live chat right now are talking about heat that I've taken for interviews. I mean, people get pissed off at me for interviewing the Premier Danielle Smith in this studio, which I think is absolutely right. ridiculous. But let me give you some fodder. Let me give you some fuel and I'll put it to both of you and I'll ask you if you think it was a bad idea when I welcomed to the show the the founder of take back alberta uh, david parker it was the most downloaded episode of real talk in 2023 like should i have platformed david parker does david parker already have a platform is it better to shine sunlight into these corners so people better understand what the founder and the movement is all about i argue yes which is why we brought him on but peter obviously you know we faced a lot of flack for that yeah, but I agree. I think free, open debate of policy issues is fundamental to protect democracy. And, and that's what we're talking about here. Matthew, like, like I'm, I, I'm glad that we're in agreement yeah, I, that appearing I, on a show with somebody does not mean you agree with all of their views. But Matthew's also making a fair point that I'm not the premier of Alberta, right? I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur, man. I'm a talk show host. The more clicks, the more uh, views, the, the, the more exposure, the better for me. That's just the facts. Matthew, over to you. Well, what you raise is a is a really important question, and I think and I think it is a problematic question facing journalists right now. Is when you 
you know, when you provide someone with a forum and when you don't. Um, uh, I, I caught part of that episode and I think that you did a really good job as you did your duty as a journalist. Uh, I've interviewed lots of people I disagree with. I interviewed Jim Keekstra and Eric Zundel, who are both Holocaust deniers. I've interviewed people, Luca McNada in prison. I've interviewed a lot of people who I completely disagree with and I find unsavory as a journalist. Um, the problem with Tucker Carlson is, as I said, he's not, his own lawyer said he's not a journalist. He's more of an activist clown, I would argue. He's somebody who's actually promoting a lot of these ideas he's having on his show. So Daniel Smith isn't really going on there to talk about uh, tourism or oil and gas. Uh, that's sort of like nonsensical. She's going on there because she knows that some of her base uh, likes him and appreciates his message. Um, uh, the symbolic weight of doing that, I think, is is going to hurt her. I think it's problematic. Uh, she's... He's again. He's not. He's not a journalist. He's. It's. It's a different. It's a different thing. He's. He's something else. And to say, well, I wanted to go and reach his his audience. I don't think that really cuts it. I think this was a. I think this is a foolish move on her part. Um, uh, some people will appreciate. Some people will like it. But she's got to. She's got to prove that she's not. Uh, a lot of the things that people said that she was and this she's stepping right into it. She looks this is an this guy is an extremist. As I said, too extreme for Fox News. That should say it all. You know, I, I, I appreciate that both of you have come on here and exchanged these ideas. I also want to acknowledge that we've gone past the amount of time that we asked you to stay for. So I want to kind of move to the, the closing remarks, so to speak. Here's, here's your chance to put something out there for the audience to consider that, that maybe we haven't touched on yet. Peter, I'll come to you in the form of a question because I do think it's an important point, and that is that audiences expect pushback. Well, like even Danielle Smith's supporters, I mean, except for the ones that'll kind of tolerate anything. I'm not talking about the the unconditional partisan, like, you know, unflappable type supporters, but I'm talking about the average, reasonable, respectable Albertan that says, you know what? I am going to go hear Tucker Carlson speak. They probably went and saw Jordan Peterson speak as well. They're not afraid to hear the ideas. They'll listen to some podcasts that their friends think they're crazy or, or in poor taste listening to, but... They're still going to expect her to push back if he says something outrageous. Can we acknowledge that there will be an onus on Alberta's premier to represent the province up there on stage and push back if the situation calls for it? Would you agree on that? Sure, but like the show hasn't even happened yet, right? We've had all this crazy vitriolic claims about all these offensive things that have been said. The show hasn't even happened. Like I... Go watch the show and let's see what the discussion about it. And let's see what the policy is going well, to be. We already, we, we already the, know Tucker Carlson the NDP. is. We've already heard Tucker Carlson speak on all of these issues. So it's like ridiculous to say, well, we haven't seen the show yet. So, so, so are you trying to shut him down or are you not? You, you've, you've, you've kind of backtracked. I'm not trying to shut him down. I've said repeatedly I'm not trying to shut him down. I'm saying we know what he's about. And and I, I said, I think it's a mistake of Danielle Smith to meet. You're not trying to shut him down, but you think he's a racist. You think anybody who goes on his show is a racist. No, I didn't say that. I didn't, don't put words in my mouth. The Ku Klux Klan has some popular podcasts. Should Danielle Smith go on and, and speak to the Klan and go on their show and say, well, I wanted to talk up oil and gas in Alberta. Should she? Of course not. Okay. Well, so then you, Oh, now you're shutting down speech. Now you're canceling. Now you're saying you shouldn't go and hobnob with the Klan. Right. Now, so I, I thought you were for open and free discussion. Yeah, that, I, I, 
you're, you're backtracking throughout this debate, right? You started out like in your article in the Calgary Herald talks about how it's so problematic to do this. And now you're trying to claim, oh, well, no, I'm not shutting down free speech. I'm, I'm not shutting down free speech. Risking political advice to the premier, right? Yeah. Like, well, that's a completely yeah. different debate. That's not what I, your article. I, I, I raised some questions. I raised some. Did you read the piece in the Herald? I raised some yeah. questions. I think those are yeah. fair questions to ask. I mean, it as, is, an let me, as an immigrant to Alberta, as someone who knows many immigrants to Alberta and to Canada, and, in, and I live in a province right now, Quebec, where immigrants are repeatedly under attack by another right wing government, which has got to worry Polyev as well, because the the well, CAC, there it is again. Huge, immigrants the are under hugely attack. unpopular. The CAC is like, hugely unpopular, and they're attacking immigrants repeatedly. Uh, and then you've got uh, Doug Ford, which is under Sorry, Colonel, sorry hang on. Now. So now you've got like immigrants. What? Who's attacking immigrants? CAC, the CAC is. Okay. In Quebec, the leaders in Quebec. So okay. I'm saying I'm saying immigrants are under attack in parts of Canada. So you're going and you're you're going to be on the show of somebody who's not a journalist, who's at basically an activist, who's who's already got a declining in audience. Your opinion, you're getting on yeah. stage with him. You're getting on stage with him, and I don't think it's a politically savvy move on her part. I just don't. Uh, Peter, she can do it. She wants. She can do whatever she wants, my friend. She can do whatever the hell she wants. But I'm saying it's a bad move on her part. Peter, what's something you want the audience to walk with and consider as as we prepare to wrap up the conversation for now? What's your closing argument, so to speak? Look, I, I think Matthew started with a very broad argument in his Calgary Herald article and at the start of the show. And then as I pointed out that many of the claims in that article aren't correct, you know, the, the justification that he claimed that Danielle had given for the interview is not actually the justification that uh, she gave for the interview. And then he conflated a bunch of arguments. He's backtracked and backtracked and backtracked. Now it's like, oh, well, no, I, I don't actually think it's you know bad. I don't actually want to shut him down. It's it's purely strategic advice. I never said I never said he should be shut down. You're putting words in my mouth. I never said when did I ever say in that article or anywhere else that Tucker Carlson should be shut down? I never said that. OK, Peter, finish your thought. Uh, look, I, I think uh, we have a ton of people um, I don't have the quote in front of me, but we have a ton of people saying that Tucker Carlson shouldn't be allowed in the country. Uh, we have other people saying that the event shouldn't go ahead. We have other people saying that it's terrible that the premier is participating. We have the NDP fundraising off the existence of the event, right, claiming that this shouldn't happen. Uh, the event hasn't even happened yet. People should go and watch the event. They should participate in free speech and open debate. And the, all of the core tenets we have of a liberal, open democracy and feel free to agree or disagree with the content of the event as opposed to the people involved and the claims about what those people have said previously and the associations they have and, and things that guests on their show have said and things like that. Okay. We live in a free society. Let's judge people based on ideas and the things that they say. And let's see what happens at the event. I, I think, think it'll people, be interesting. Yeah, I, I bet I think people are judging Tucker Carlson on his ideas and things that he said. And that's why I think people are suggesting. Yeah. Here's but the but thing again, is there's been a big conflation during the show about what was actually said by Tucker Carlson versus what was said by guests on his we show. Oh, Peter, I'm playing the clips. I'm playing the clips. We saw clips of him in his own words saying ridiculous things. Yeah, yeah. And, and I disagree with those things. Yeah, uh, okay. Well, I think we're, we're, we're running around chasing our tail here. Uh, Matthew, uh, final statement, something you've not yet said that you think is important for the audience to consider as they make up their minds on this one. Uh. <laughs> much more to say. I, I mean, I've said most of what I wanted to say. I think that um, Stephen Harper really helped the party to evolve um, in, 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 I think, a good direction when he put the issue of same-sex marriage behind the conservatives, put it to a vote, knowing it would they would lose. 
and also um, embracing immigration and embracing immigrants and, and making the party look like it wasn't just about white people. And I think that, um, uh, you know, Daniel Smith could easily have just said, sorry, I'm really busy. I can't make this event. I'm premier of the province. And she has to think about the fact that she represents all Albertans and many people in Alberta are immigrants or children of immigrants. The mayor of Edmonton is immigrant. Mayor Nenshi was the child of immigrants, the first Muslim mayor. We should be proud of the diversity we have in Alberta. Um, free speech advocates go on and on and on about free speech. I don't hear them talking much about um, all the book banning that's going on in, in Texas and Florida. Uh, the cancel culture only applies to the left, it seems. Um, Happy to so I'm not, and I am not it. arguing. I am not arguing. I am not. I, I certainly hear you when you talk about these petitions. I would not sign that petition to shut Tucker Carlson down. Me neither. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'm not going to shell out. I mean, people are stupid to go shell out. Go, go and shell out. Give him your money if you want. I wouldn't do that myself. But I'm not. I just need to be clear. I am with your your guest on the right that I don't think you should shut down speech. I really don't. I think that that's important. Um, I think, you know, in America, of course, the First Amendment pretty much guarantees any kind of speech. I think in Canada, we kind of got it. We've got it down a little bit better. If you are promoting hatred against an identifiable group of people, I think that's where it becomes really problematic. Um, and some would say from some of the clips you've shown, Tucker has crossed that line. But again, I wouldn't I would not uh, advocate shutting him down. Um, uh, that is something I, I don't really believe in. Um, and uh we had a we had a we had a scenario in Edmonton years ago, and I remember this because I had an interview lined up with Jordan Peterson, and it, and it wasn't before Jordan Peterson was Jordan Peterson, but it was kind of right at the beginning of his ascent. And people will probably remember this. I don't know if you two remember this, but the Citadel Theater in in downtown Edmonton had Jordan Peterson booked, and then when it was announced and there was public outcry, the board decided to to cancel the event, to deny him access to that conference room, to that room. Um, he canceled his trip to Edmonton. He canceled his appearance on my show, which I was obviously pissed about. But I thought the whole thing was a mistake, especially yeah. for a theater, especially for an arts company that will put all kinds of stuff, scripted stuff on stage, but they wouldn't allow Jordan Peterson to come and share his ideas. And I thought that that was a real mistake. And if I'm picking up correctly on both of your body language, for the benefit of people listening on the podcast, it seems like both of you agree with me on that yeah peter yeah, I, I, I i think i think private organizations should have a right to reject to host events sure. if they want to but also it gets into really gray tricky areas when some of those entities are actually nonprofits funded by the government and you know part of their mandate is to promote ideas and, and free speech and things like that i don't know it's it seems like you know uh, i i wasn't necessarily expecting this when we started the interview but it seems like maybe we can agree on the old Noam chomsky quote of like you know, if you're really in favor of free speech, then you're in favor of freedom of speech for precisely the, the views you despise. Otherwise, you're not in favor of free speech, right? Um, I'm not saying that anybody should be forced to go and watch the Tucker Carlson event. Uh, I'm just saying they shouldn't not be allowed to. And I, I'm just saying that free and open debate is an important part of society. And I'm, I'm intrigued by what will happen at the event. And I think it'll be an interesting event. That's uh, Peter McCaffrey. Peter is the founder and president of the Alberta Institute. Uh, you can learn more about what they do in, in advocacy and otherwise uh, by checking out albertainstitute.ca. And you can read Matthew Hayes' piece at calgaryherald.com, an opinion piece published January 6th. Isn't that interesting? Should Smith 
be elevating an American brand of misinformation. My thanks to Matthew Hayes and to Peter McCaffrey for joining us on the spirited issue this episode of Real Talk. Thanks, gentlemen. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Really appreciate that. Whew. Wow. <laughs> that was some real talk. Well, I, I, I like to see it. I, I think some of some of us got some of this got lost, but this this is exactly why people like Tucker Carlson fire people up on both mm-hmm. sides, right? But mm-hmm. I think the, the the main point here is like, yes, I, I I think Tucker should come to the country. I think he should say whatever the heck he wants. If you want to pay him money to say it, yep. go ahead. Lots of money to I say. I just it. don't think political leaders should be sitting there because the, the word debate came up a lot in this this uh, interview, these, this double interview right here. It's going to be a debate. There's, It's not going to be a debate. It's going to be a lot of glad-handing, back-patting. Totally. Like, this isn't going to be, you know, he's not going to challenge her. He's going to compliment her, and she's going to smile, and, and that's what it's going to well, be. Well, they'll have they'll, they'll, they'll have some, some stuff locked and loaded, and, and obviously he'll probably tee up, as with any good interviewer, he'll probably talk about what happened with the grid, which will transition nicely into oil and gas. I mean, he'll, uh, Johnny, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of flipping you around here, because I'll get to that January 6th clip in a minute, but can you load the O Canada one for me? Sure. I think a lot of people are, are familiar with this as well. I mean, Tucker Carlson, I mean, whether or not this is tongue in cheek and like we can take a joke and not everything is super duper serious. Some of the stuff Tucker says is deadly serious. And some of the stuff is obviously farcical. He's doing it for the clips. He's doing it to make people smirk, you know, talking about uh, Justin Trudeau as a dictator, talking about Justin Trudeau as a communist, whether or not you're a liberal or conservative or NDP supporter. If, if you have half a brain, you know that Justin Trudeau's not a fascist dictator not a communist but hey still though here was tucker carlson this is less than a year old for more than a hundred years the united states has as a matter of official policy opposed dictatorships around the world but what if tyranny arrived right next door what would that look like and what would our government do in response would we liberate the people living under authoritarian rule as we have around the world that is the topic of our upcoming Tucker Carlson Originals documentary, O Canada. Okay, and then it goes on, and, and if you're watching us on YouTube, you can see it goes on to quote great American presidents, you know, JFK talking about dictators and, and George W. Bush talking about dictators and, 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 and Barack Obama talking about dictators. And, and it goes back to file footage of the Americans, uh, you know, invading Iraq, obviously based on what was happening in Kuwait. And you get the idea. Uh, sort of including Canada in this conversation. I mean, it's outrageous, right? But it's intended to be outrageous. Of course I mean, it is. That, that's, you know, he, he's crazy like a fox, yeah. no pun intended. But he's very smart, too. I mean, he's been doing this for years, and, and he's not a journalist. Neither are we, but he's 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 an entertainer. Yeah. He's figured out a way to push people's buttons and make millions of dollars. Man, Way to go, Tucker. You juke the system. I'm je- I'm fucking jealous of this guy. He's a millionaire for saying crazy things and getting a bunch of clicks. He's a, he's but a, that he's a hundred millionaire. But that doesn't mean anything he says has any truth there. I appreciate this comment from Aaron in our YouTube live chat. She says, I disagree with Tucker Carlson. I think he is a scourge on society. And when we learned that he was coming to Alberta, we bought tickets immediately. She says he's a fascinating character. Not only did we buy tickets for ourselves, but we bought extra tickets and invited friends, people who also dislike him. 
Um, so, Aaron, I mean, people may have their own opinions on on whether or not, you know, you should, first of all, it's your hard-earned money. You could do whatever the hell you want with it. You go, girl. But you also know that some people would say, well, yeah, I understand your curiosity. I understand that he's a fascinating character, and there's no doubt about that. But but you're, you're padding his pockets. You're benefiting him by attending. You can decide whether or not you want to go there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am interested in going. I mean, I've been offered tickets. I haven't made up my mind yet. I don't know if I'm going to go. <laughs> oh, we'll but be just there. because you <laughs> attend an event doesn't mean you support the person. No. However, if this event devolves yeah. into something crazy, like let's say Rex Murphy. I was just I mean, thinking I that. used to be Rex Murphy's biggest fan. Mm-hmm. I adored Rex Murphy. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite interviews of all time when I was working in TV was sitting down one-on-one with Rex Murphy. You used when to he, love him as when well. He, when he released that yeah. book, Canada and Other Matters of Opinion. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was one of the best names for a book ever. But Rex has really kind of gone in a weird and troubling direction. So mm-hmm. let's say that Rex Murphy throws something out there. Something about old stock Canadians. Or something about immigration. And, and let's say that Tucker Carlson sort of hooks his claws into that and starts going at it. And let's say it puts the premier in a really awkward position. Of course. And let's say thousands of people are applauding and cheering it in Roger's place. And let's say it kind of turns into a situation. And he's dissing the country. That's a really tough look or dissing immigrants to Mm -hmm. the country or dissing visible minorities or Mm -hmm. dissing the LGBTQ2S plus community or dissing any of the other communities that he's dissed over the years. This could be a real... The question is not, is Danielle Smith able to decide whether or not she wants to go there Mm -hmm. she can do uh like matthew said whatever the hell she wants the question is is it politically smart or is it politically stupid it's it's a gamble and and this is why i don't understand people on the left saying like this petition three thousand signatures don't come into the country i mean it's ridiculous that's based by the way just quick sentence uh, on his support for putin yeah that's that's what they're like these little petitions are everywhere for everything they don't mean shit but what i'm saying is Danielle is is rolling some dice here if she gets in a situation like that. But if you're on the left and you don't like Danielle Smith, let her go into this firestorm. See what happens. I mean, like you're saying, it it could be totally, there's a very high chance that this could be very bad for her, like our guest said, uh, Matthew said today. So why not? Let it happen. And and like you just said, we probably will end up there. But it's all entertainment. This man is not a journalist. He's not a politician. He's none of those things. But should Daniel Smith be there? I personally don't think so. I don't think you should sit there with someone who is clearly like juking people and poking the bear when you're supposed to be a premier for everyone in the province, we, right? We reference. can you give me that January 6th clip? But we, man, will it be entertaining? We reference, of course it'll be entertaining. <laughs> it'll be so funny. I mean, there's a reason why. Like, I'll, I'll just laugh at him. I'd be there's like, this guy is crazy. There's a reason why the guy drew an audience of 3 million viewers yeah, a night. Course, like that is a, you, you got to wrap <laughs> your mind around that, right? Like drawing an audience of 3 million a night. So the, the January 6th clip coming up here, Johnny, in just a quick second, we got that ready to rock. Got I mean, it. you know, we've got here a point from, and I hadn't mentioned this guy's name yet, but I will at least once for purposes of accuracy. I think it was Kimberly that said, and keep in mind that W. Brett Wilson is hosting the whole thing, which is just the cherry <laughs> on top. I mean, Brett Wilson is the guy that's called for Justin Trudeau to be hung for treason. I mean, mm. this guy is is one of Calgary's most 
prominent entrepreneurs and philanthropists. He's a, you know, all of this. He's part owner of the NHL's Nashville Predators, and he's literally called for the prime minister to be hung. Uh, so he's going to be hosting this whole thing. I did see some questions in, in the text line, and I wanted to, to answer a couple of quick questions as far as I know. So somebody was asking, is this a UCP fundraiser? It is not. The event is being put on by TC Events, which is Tucker Carlson Events. This is a, a private company, obviously, that's coming in. This is an entrepreneurial venture. This is a for-profit venture. Uh, others have asked, is Daniel Smith getting paid to do this? I can't say either way. I don't know. My suspicion is no, but I can guarantee you that Conrad Black and Rex Murphy are being paid. And I would imagine that W. Brett Wilson may be paying to be a part of this. I can guarantee he would not be paid an appearance fee. I referenced, the, the I don't know if it's irony or not, but it's certainly noteworthy that Matthew Hayes' piece in the Calgary Herald about Danielle Smith, the one that we referenced and showed you earlier, should Smith elevate that American brand of misinformation, was published on January 6th. Isn't that interesting? Uh, three years to the date of that assault on the U.S. Capitol. This is what Tucker Carlson had to say about the Americans that participated in one of the worst acts that we've ever seen to occur against democracy on American soil. Here's Tucker Carlson. The crowd was enormous. A small percentage of them were hooligans. They committed vandalism. You've seen their pictures again and again. But the overwhelming majority weren't. They were peaceful. They were orderly and meek. These were not insurrectionists. They were sightseers. Footage from inside the Capitol overturns the story you've heard about January 6th. Protesters queue up in neat little lines. They give each other tours outside the speaker's office. They take cheerful selfies and they smile. They're not destroying the Capitol. They obviously revere the Capitol. They're there because they believe the election was stolen from them. They believe in the system. Here's the man you've heard referred to as the QAnon shaman outside the Senate chamber. These are not rioters. These are people who wandered over from a political rally. They revere the Capitol, <laughs> he argues. So, like, this is just, he's a storyteller. Like, this is, I mean, we all saw the videos. Like, somebody died there. Like, Tucker, this wasn't a, this wasn't people it coming was a for a sightseeing attack tour. on American <laughs> democracy. <laughs> people are going to be doing, yeah. uh, people are going to be doing decades in prison for he's, what happened that day. He's an entertainer. He's a bear poker. He's he became a millionaire from it, which is why he continues to do it. And you know, it's it is what it is. But should Daniel Smith be sitting there and nodding and smiling? Hey, go ahead. That's a. <laughs> I can't wait to see the clips. Well, we're gonna have a whole show on it. So, so, so here's an interesting question to make us all think. And by the way, I saw I saw a viewer by the name of Garth. I sure appreciate him chiming in. He says, "Well, it's you know during our panel discussion here, uh, you might call it a debate." Garth says, "Well, I guess you know Ryan's obviously got his mind made up on this. I don't think that that's the vibe I was giving off at all." I mean, no. as a matter of as a matter of fact, like I may very well be at the event, and so uh, I'm curious to hear what he has to say. I'm fascinated by his reach and his voice, and I think that I've approached this from an open-minded and objective perspective. Now, if I was advising Alberta's premier, my advice would be: don't do this. It's not worth it. But I a hundred percent understand why she's doing it. Right, and there's a difference. But here's the question. We hold Danielle Smith to a different standard, to a higher standard. That's the main because point. Because she's the premier. Yeah. Because she is representing the office. Mm -hmm. Because she is there representing Albertans. Mm -hmm. The Albertans that elected her and the Albertans that didn't. But 
does it make Aaron in the live chat and you <laughs> and me hypocrites if we take the position that Daniel Smith should not be on stage? But hell yeah, we're going to be in the audience listening and seeing how this all plays out. No, it's you know, I just I just don't want my leader, no matter who they are. And Daniel Smith is the leader of our province. She's your premier, whether you like her or not. I don't want her sitting, I, I, you know, I don't want her on either side of the aisle for extremists who clearly are. And again, I hate saying that because it makes it seem like like Tucker is up there and he's some genius who is spouting, you know, this political stance that that has some backing behind it. It doesn't. He's an entertainer. He's there to get people riled up. That's why he wants Danielle there as well, to get everyone riled up, to get a good clip and it's just, you just shouldn't be there as a, as a premier. If she was running for premier, heck yeah, go out there. But like, it, you're in the office now. You represent you know everybody. Think, hang on, you though. represent I everyone. I think if she's running for premier, I don't think she does it. At I'm all. saying she probably wouldn't. But that's the time when you do it. When you're not sitting in the big chair. Now you're in the big chair. I mean, you got to represent the person who hates you I and the person the who likes you. And and sitting down with Tucker, I think it's going to be bad. Like you said, he's going to say something that. Is just going to well, shit on he's Canada. Give the people and what she's going to have to either stand up and say something. But or I, sit there. I think the opposite of you. I think that if she was trying to, you, you, you keep in mind. I mean, when when we were doing our, our sort of like year end episodes, remember, mm. and we were talking to Dave Cornwallier and Darren Billis and our group chat roundtable and all those other really fun episodes that we did near the end of December, and they'll age well. If you didn't catch them, you should go check them out. But we started asking about what was the political story of the year, mm. what was the political performance of the year, and and you'll remember several people said Danielle Smith coming across as to quote. Ralph Klein severely normal through the campaign <laughs> through the election campaign so if you're campaigning to be premier there's no way you go on stage with Tucker Carlson mm. if you are the premier with a mandate for the next four years lots of runway people have short memories Danielle Smith herself a former broadcaster she's yeah. probably going to get a real kick out of hobnobbing with and sharing a few backstage cocktails with Tucker Carlson a hundred percent then I can understand why she's yeah. going to do it you can let us know what you think about all this to talk at ryanjesperson.com. I saw a comment here. I want to make sure we represent uh, different perspectives. Terrence says Canada is now a place that is very inviting to people like Tucker Carlson. It's not hard to find topics in a broken country run by idiots. Uh, pretty interesting to see Alberta's premier release a video just the other day. Uh, you know, I know that we're here pumping her YouTube channel. Maybe she'll pump ours. But uh, she asked, is Canada broken? This is the question that conservative politicians or for that matter, opposition politicians want to ask you. Uh, you might find the next leader of Alberta's NDP asking, is Alberta broken as they attempt to put their stamp on that party? You're going to say, well, Jesperson sure took a hard swerve right there. The Alberta NDP. What? We have an update for you in 60 seconds. First, I want to remind you that this episode is presented with the support of our friends at Eden Landscaping. And this is the time of year. Well, yeah, their, their shovels are hung and uh, all their equipment is, is resting in the shop. You know how that goes. There's no shovels in the ground right now. But their team is working on the planning and design stages of the next summer's projects already completely custom projects all of them reflecting their clients their customers vision of what their outdoor space should look like for you whether that's a new retaining wall and a beautiful stone patio maybe an outdoor kitchen how about that water feature that you've always wanted eden wants to work with you 
and they're great listeners. They believe that an exceptional landscape will be a thoughtful, flowing vision that'll not only stand up over time, but lend itself to enjoyment and function as that landscape matures. You can learn more about Eden Landscaping's philosophy and see their work by checking out landscapeedmonton.ca. If you're going to be investing in the indoors of your biggest investment, that's your home, look no further than our friends at California Closets. They're providing custom closets and storage solutions for your entire home, and nobody does it better than California Closets. So whether that's the spare bedroom, you've converted it into a home office recently, but you think it could really use a Murphy bed for when mom and dad or the kids come visit, whether it's your garage finally getting organized, or of course that dream walk-in closet you've always wanted, you're going to want to check out californiaclosets.ca. You can check out some of the work they've done, see all the new trends and ideas, and request a free consultation. That's californiaclosets.ca. And for those of you that are grappling with the impact, and in some cases, the real gut punch that comes with extreme weather events, if you've experienced a burst pipe, a flood, leak, frozen drains, drywall damage over the past number of days, you're going to want to get in touch with Complete Care Restoration. For more than 25 years, they've been restoring properties and rebuilding peace of mind. With professional property restoration services in Edmonton and the Metro Edmonton region, they're ready to respond 24-7, and we give them, based on our personal experience, two thumbs up. You can find them again online at CompleteCareRestoration.ca. I like this comment from Jillian, which, you know, we're not glazing over it. She says, do non-minority folks understand that this Tucker crap they find amusing is what some of us deal with on the daily? Don't think there'll be many minorities there, like, paying to add to your trauma. I, I totally agree with that. I, I said he's an entertainer, and I, some of the shit he says is, is entertaining, but obviously white supremacy being a hoax, immigration, people who are immigrants being dirty, like we don't, we don't agree with that stuff, but he, he does it for a reason. This is what he said back in, in 2019. People are talking about the, I mean, the white supremacy comments and, and obviously the timing of it. I mean, this would be uh, pretty offensive and uh, quite a curious statement at any time, most especially for somebody with the, you know, the size of pulpit that Tucker Carlson had. But back in 2019, this, this was after uh, a, a, a white gunman had written an anti-Hispanic rant. Uh, remember that El Paso, Texas? You know what? I mean, I'm not even trying to be snide. You may not remember the El Paso, Texas mass shooting because there's so many mass shootings in the United States, but 22 people had been murdered, had been murdered by an anti-Hispanic, ranting white gunman. And Carlson chimed in as President Trump was visiting El Paso. And he said to his viewers that, quote, the combined membership of every white supremacist organization in the United States, would they even be able to fit into a college football stadium? He said, I mean, seriously, this is a country where the average person is getting poorer, where the suicide rate is spiking. And then in a sort of a mocking voice, he said, yeah, white supremacy, that's the problem. He said, this is a hoax, just like the Russia hoax. 
he said, talking about the election. He said it's a conspiracy theory used to divide the country and keep a hold on power. That's exactly what's going on. That was Tucker Carlson on Fox News back in 2019. All right, drawing our attention very briefly to a developing story, and depending on when you hear this, it may be brand new to you or old news, but we can confirm that the Alberta NDP is holding an internal caucus meeting today, late morning, 10.30 Mountain Time on this uh, Tuesday. Of course, this is January 16th. Now, what could the internal caucus meeting be? Well... Some believe it could be Rachel Notley notifying her colleagues at the Alberta legislature that she intends to step down as leader of Alberta's NDP. Of course, this would trigger a leadership race that party loyalists hope will generate some interest in the party, sell some membership, raise some money and infuse some energy into Alberta's official opposition. If indeed that is what they'll be discussing and the end result of this internal caucus meeting today, I don't have to tell you what we'll be talking about on Wednesday's episode of Real Talk. In the meantime, we've got other guests booked, including a big surprise. One of Canada's most noteworthy YouTubers is set to join us tomorrow. He's built an enormous following in the province of Saskatchewan. If you think you know who it is, shoot me a note. Maybe you'll get two points on the Real Talk scoreboard. So QDM's going to be standing by, and if Notley doesn't announce, then we'll be going over to Saskatchewan to check in with him. If she does announce, then Wednesday's episode will all be about the future of the Alberta NDP and politics in this western province that we call home. Thanks for tuning in to Real Talk. Don't forget to tell your friends. We'll see you soon. Real Talk is hosted by Ryan Jesperson, Executive Producer Josh Dunford, Technical Producer John Hicks, General Manager Katie Cook Chivers, Account Coordinator Lawrence Durlego, Human Resources Lena Shepard, Website Design Mike Johnston, VoiceOver by me, Carrie Skelton. Real Talk's editorial board is Sapria Duvetti, Ahmed Ali, Brandy Morin, Ann Castleman, Corey Hogan, Harmon Candola, Catherine O'Neill, and Chris Henderson. Member Emerita, Julie Rohr. Real Talk is recorded in Edmonton, Alberta on Treaty 6 territory, the traditional and ancestral territory of the Cree, Dene, Blackfoot, Soto, and Nakota Sioux, home to the Métis settlements and the Métis Nation of Alberta. Real Talk is a relay project. For more, check out ryanjasperson.com.